Humans, humans, humans. It's great to talk to you. It's great to talk to you. Happy New Year. Well, happy New Year for people that, you know, mark the year with January 1st. Of course, you know me. You know me. To me, New Year, New Year's is the spring equinox, which will be on March 19th this year. 11 p.m. on March 19th here in New York City. But humans, happy new year. You know, if we're going by the corporate calendar, if we're going by, you know, what, what are we, what are we, is this the, uh, we're not on the Julian calendar. Are we on the Greco, Gregorian calendar nowadays? Anyway, as far as the number I write on my checks, happy 2024, humans. Let's get it out of the way. I've been gone. Here we are, February, starting off new, starting off right. I abandon you. I'm sorry. The last episode we had was like the uh, Thursday before Christmas. The Thursday before Christmas. And then I believe, or excuse me, the Friday before Christmas, I record typically on Thursday nights. And tonight is no exception. I'm recording this on February 1st. The earliest you can hear it is February 2nd, 2020. Four in some people's new year. Uh, so you did. You had no episode on Friday the 29th, humans, and you've had no episode since. And I'm sorry. You know, I should. I kept meaning to, you know, say, hey, humans, I missed you over the holiday. And then I got back to New York, humans, and New York. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred times. This town will chew you up and spit you out. Now, in my case, it's just been chewing me up. It hasn't spit me out, but it has been chewing me, chewing me. I feel like a, just a piece of, like that piece of steak, like a little piece of steak that's stuck to like a tendon and a piece of fat and grizzle. And I've just been getting chewed and chewed and chewed. And so forgive me, humans, that's no excuse, you know, I got to push through. Uh, this town will get you. I've had some issues in my home, you know. <laughs> what would New York be if not a place full of landlords that, you know, you just can't wait to get away from one day? Uh, and, and other things, humans, my health. I've gotten sick. Since we last talked, I've been sick officially twice, but I think, I think thrice. And uh, humans, I had pneumonia. A week ago today, your boy was in the emergency room. First time. First time going to the emergency room. I had tunnel vision. I had blurry vision. I could feel my heart beating in my chest. And I thought, this is it. This is it. I was at my quote-unquote nine-to-five and uh, I was reading aloud at this meeting that we have in the mornings. And your boy here, your boy, routinely presents at this meeting, routinely. And you know me, I am I enjoy public speaking. And I was, I was reading this paperwork and I was like, well, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know I had pneumonia, humans. I just knew I had been feeling off for several days and, and I couldn't get warm and something was up. And... I was reading this thing, and I'm like, I'm going to pass out. 
I've got that feeling like I'm going to have a dizzy spell. I've never fainted. I've come close. And I'm reading along, and I'm like, it's, it's going to happen. I'm going to pass out. I was like, well, I'll just go a little bit further, and then I'll think of what to say. And I was sort of stumbling over the words. I saw someone look up, but then I asked that person later, and they were like, oh, I was barely paying attention. I don't know. Um, anyway, humans, I was like, okay, well, here it comes. Like in the next two or three sentences, I'm, I'm going to faint. I'm going to pass out. And I was like, what will I say? I was like, do I just, do I just put the paper down? And do I say, I'm sorry, I can't go on. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or do I say, excuse me? I think I need a minute. I mean, I would have needed more than a minute if I was, you know, going to faint. And well, humans, before I could do that, I felt this surge of adrenaline. No other way to describe it. And I, I think I got it right. Uh, surge of adrenaline. And I just was suddenly like up and on. I, mean, I still felt way off. But like my scalp was sort of on fire slash clammy. And my fingers were just pinging like I had needles and all of my fingertips and I was like okay I'm not gonna pass out at least not right now so I made it through and then um a little bit after that I was like I need to go home and then go to a doctor and then humans I, I made the call to listen to my body and went to the ER turns out your boy had pneumonia pneumonia didn't even know thank you to the wonderful doctors at NYU Langone. Humans, if you're in New York and you need to go to the hospital, that's the one. That is the one. Uh, but here I am, a week out, feeling strong as an ox, still taking it easy, not going to hit the bicycle for a few more days, but wanting to, humans. So that's my personal update. And, you know, that, and that only explains why I missed one week of the show, not the other four weeks. So again, humans, my shortcoming. And for those of you, there are many of you that have checked in to be like, yo, what's up? When is the pod coming back? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for caring. Thank you for checking in. And thank you, you know, for for seemingly wanting to hear this show because I think we've got a little something going here. I think we have uh, some steam, some critical mass, some real, I wouldn't even call it interest, just some good old-fashioned Let's get together and break some bread. Let's get into the Sydney Hall Show. Of course, this is a participatory show. Now, I know a couple members have been out there evangelizing for new listeners. Of course, we call the listeners here humans. So I know a couple of humans have been out there evangelizing for new humans. So if this is your first episode, welcome. You'll figure it out as you go. You know? We participate. We call in to the listener line. That's listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Well, how do I call in? Well, you just record a voice memo into the voice memo app on your smartphone, and then you hit the share button, and then you email that very voice recording to listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Sydney spelled with a Y. You know, I've never been one of those people, humans, that's like, it's Sydney, like Australia. Like, Australia. like you know, some people are like, Oh, yeah, you know, it's, um, God, I can't even think of a good example right now, but, uh, it's green, like the color, 
you know, so that you don't put an E on the end or something like that. I've never been one of those people. Recently, I don't know what's come over me. In the last, like, seven, eight months, I've been like, it's Sydney, like Australia. S-Y-D, anyway. I don't know. I don't know why I've not been there. Maybe I just felt competitive. Like, well, I'm Sydney. They're Sydney, but I'm Sydney. Who knows, humans? Anyway, we're going to cover some stuff today. And if you are new to the show, welcome. Welcome. We have bones to pick. We have opinions. We're humans. We're we're irrational. I have one thought and I have one feeling and then I have some other things. You know, I'm not a machine. I'm a human. This podcast, at least for now, is, is done by a human, not an AI. We do have an AI named Frizz Beachley. We'll get to that. 2024, pre- Equinox 2024. We're going to hear from Frizz Beachley more often, humans. Of course, he's he's gone missing. He's out hopefully experiencing life. But humans, this podcast, and new humans, this podcast is from a human to other humans. We let ourselves make mistakes. We're not into cancel culture here. You know, we, we're capable of mistakes. We're capable of contradicting ourselves with our feelings. All the joys of being human. And, <clears throat> you know, there are a few things I want to get off my chest. I want to talk about something, humans. The life of a business card. You know, this could almost be like a short story, couldn't it? This could almost be like a, a poem. Like a little more of a serious Shel Silverstein. You know? Giving Tree ask the life of a business card. And humans, I'm late. You know, ideas hit me, things that upset me, things I want to tell the humans. Of course, you know, one of the best parts of my life, humans, is talking into this microphone. Because that's me breaking bread with you right now. And then when you choose to stream this, of course, earliest you can hear it being February 2nd. But when you choose to stream this on demand... That's how this works. You stream on demand. You might be cooking a meal. You might be sitting outside next to a fire pit. You might be in a jacuzzi. You could be driving somewhere. So when you choose to stream this, that's when you're breaking bread. That's when I'm interacting with you. That's when other humans who call in are interacting with you. But we're all breaking bread together when we choose to listen or engage with this podcast. So humans, you know, when I think of things I want to tell you, I write them down. So this is this, this idea is a little dated, but it won't be because you know us around here. We do have our finger on the pulse of society. So recently the Michigan Wolverines won the national championship. And of course it feels like uh, forever and a day ago at this point, because we've let it go so long because I've let it go so long. But Jim Harbaugh, their coach, who's now, who's, you know, fled the NCAA before God knows how many sanctions uh, would have been or will be levied against him. He's fled for the NFL, pull, pulling a Pete Carroll. He's now the head coach of the, uh, what is it, the Los Angeles Chargers now, no longer the San Diego. Uh, but he said something. He said something. After the national championship game, you know, when the confetti was falling on his head. And it makes me want to ask you guys this question, and we'll answer it later in the show. Do we think Jim Harbaugh 
watched the river runs through it the night before the national championship. I'll leave it at that. I want to talk about gray and blue crew neck sweatshirts, plain ones. And, well, we'll talk. We'll get there. Celebrities promoting apps. You know I hate it. I mean, you just already know I hate it. But what kind of apps? These mind-numbing apps that are just, they make me feel so sad. Like, bingo. And like, build the farm or whatever they're called. Yes, celebrities are now promoting these on television ads. I don't know. I guess we're just in a world where it's fine to water down who you are. Yeah, take me serious as an actor in this thing. But then totally watch me just... (laughs) These to me feel like one step off of promoting a a reverse mortgage or something. They just, they feel icky. They're not good for humanity. You know, having someone hooked on an iPhone playing bingo, I just... It's cheap. It's weird. I don't like it. And humans... For those of you that have been with the show for a long time, you may have been wondering, well, what's up? What's going on with the show? I I bet you had a feeling it would be back. And we are back. We're back for the long haul, baby. But I bet you also, like Fievel Mouskowitz in The American Tale or An American Tale, the way he looks at a star and somewhere out there, that song by like Peepo Bryson and Linda Ronstadt. Uh, I think it's Peebo Bryson and not Aaron Neville, but forgive me, I do get them mixed up sometimes. You know, uh, what's the lyric? It's like, uh, something underneath the same bright star. It's like him and his love interest or sister or something singing that they're both looking up at the same you know night sky, even though they're separated by half a world away or something. I have a feeling, for those of you that have been with the show for a while, humans, even though I was gone, you probably could sleep well at night knowing it's January. You know, it just was January. It's January. I don't know what Sid's up to, but I know one thing. In January, he watches Pumping Iron. In January, we hit the reset button. We we watch Pumping Iron. We get into the headspace for getting our beach bodies ready. You know, Arnold. You know, you, you, you know, a sculptor, an artist. You know, he wants to add something to the shoulder. He adds more clay. But, you know, a bodybuilder, you know, you want to add to the shoulder. You got to work out the deltoid. Humans, you know that's what I was doing. That's what we should all be doing. And it's not too late to do that homework. This is annual Sydney Hollis show homework. This is annual hideaway homework. Of course, the hideaway being the place where we all come to break bread. For those new listeners out there. And for the old ones, welcome back into the hideaway. It feels good to be here. You know I was watching Pumping Iron. In fact, I watched some other Arnold movies. Twins. Predator. Terminator 1 and 2. I've never seen... I'd never seen any of those. I just... I, I think the beginning, again, of the corporate year, January... Let me get into Beachbody mindset. Let me watch The Beast. Let me watch Arnold. Now, if you're still wanting to do this, of course, just like last year, 
Pumping Iron is free on YouTube with ads. It'll just, it, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting slice of life, these 1970s bodybuilders. It makes you somewhat dislike Arnold. It also makes me laugh. Hopefully he's grown. Hopefully I've grown. But humans, I think I think many of you were able to rest assured knowing it's January. He's watching his pump-up movies. He's getting in the mindset to have a beach body again this year. And humans, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. What's that talking head songs? This must be the place. This must be the year for beach bodies. So humans, before we get to the life of a business card, <laughs> and I mean, think about it. 2024, corporately, Gregorianally, the business card, a piece of paper. This is one right here, a piece of paper, you know, card stock. No QR code on this. Nevertheless, the life of a business card in 2024. Before we get there, humans, before we get there, let's ask ourselves, did Jim Harbaugh, former coach of the Michigan Wolverines, you know, the program that will be uh, finally receiving an NCAA investigation and, and, you know, be (laughs) court of public opinion here, rightfully accused of cheating, Uh, you know, this guy who was jetted from the NCAA before the sanctions could get him. When his team won the national championship, uh, you know, what was it, January 8th, I believe, uh, when the confetti was falling on his head, uh, this is what he had to say. Let's give it a listen, and let's decide for ourselves if he watched A River Runs Through It the night before the big game. Well, Coach, you escaped the Gatorade all this time. How sweet does this little bath feel right now? It's pretty great. You know, you watch this confetti come down. It's like thousands of confetti. It tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti to me. Amazing blue confetti. Just so proud of our team. Okay. You know, you watch this confetti come down. It's like thousands of confetti. It tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti to me. Very poetic. There's a story in each one of those pieces of confetti to me. Shall we check in on Norman McLean? Eventually, all things merge into one. And a river runs through it. The river was cut by the world's great flood and runs over rocks from the basement of time. On some of the rocks are timeless raindrops. Under the rocks are the words. And some of the words are theirs. I am haunted by waters. I am haunted by little pieces of paper. And on that confetti and on those pieces of paper falling through the airs on that fetti, there are stories. 
And the stories are words. Some of the words are theirs. I mean, whatever Marriott, <clears throat> the Michigan Wolverines must have stayed in the night before the game, you know, must have had uh, A River Runs Through It as one of the movies you can rent. Well, you know, isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame with the world we're living in now with streaming? It's like, oh, you know, you go to hotels and stuff, and it's like, you can sign into your Hulu. You can sign into your Netflix. You can sign into your Max. And yeah, there's still like hotels have cable. And I, you know, I'm a channel flipper. I love finding the guide. And they, they damn well better be a guide in hotel. I've stayed in a hotel recently and there was no channel guide. So irritating. Love grabbing the guide. Speaking of cardstock, a nice cardstock channel guide. Flipping around. Remember the old days you could rent a movie? It'd be like something new. Something that like wasn't. Maybe it was on video cassette for rental in like Blockbuster, but maybe sometimes not even yet, you know? Kind of the way HBO would have like a movie. They'd get a drop on something first. You know, maybe that was the case. Maybe maybe they had River and Sewer. Maybe it came on like Turner Classic Movies or, you know, AMC the night before the game and Harbaugh, you know, with his little reading glasses kind of pushed his papers, his playbooks aside and thought, let me, let me, let me take in Tom Skerritt, Brad Pitt, and forgive me, I don't know the guy's name that played Norman. And then, you know, he got inspired. And under the rocks, there are words. Some of the words are theirs. You know, written on this piece of confetti... There's a story in each every one of them. <laughs> anyway, humans, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. And of course, our resident movie, um, our resident movie, what's the word? Script, dialogue guy, David and Boulder. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of that. So enjoy. Enjoy. Humans, the life of a business card. And of course, we'll get to. We will get. And speaking of football, of course, the Super Bowl matchup is set: the 49ers versus the Chiefs. And the question people have been asking all year. And yeah, we'll go there. The question people have been asking all year: It's God willing, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, can Taylor Swift make it from Tokyo to Las Vegas for the game? And we all hold our breath. We all hold our breath. I mean, they say it can be done. They've been speculating about this literally since September, you know, before before she and Travis Kelsey were even like officially boyfriend and girlfriend. People have been speculating about this concert date and whether or not she could make it. <sighs> Doesn't it make you feel bad for Usher? He's the halftime show, but she is the show. That's if you want to feel bad for Usher, humans. I, 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 I think I'm indifferent. So, a business card in 2024, no less. This is the sound of one. It's got my name on it, humans. Not a podcast business card. It's my nine to five business card. Nevertheless, the life of a business card, you know, 
And let's take me out of the equation because I'm just a, you know, I'm a cog in a much bigger machine. You know, I'm a small cog. But let's say you're a go-getter, someone in sales, someone who is flashy and really, really wants to press the flesh and glad hand and hand out business cards. Well, there comes the day you pick out your business card. Now, maybe you work at a company where the options are few. Well, you get this one. You know, it says the name of our thing on the back in this color, and it says your stuff on the front. Or maybe you get a little bit of leeway. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur, so you have total control. But they're setting it up. There's the inception. There's there's making this thing come from just a thought to a reality. And then there's them, of course, arriving in that skinny, slim box. You know, hundreds of them. So much opportunity. And of course, you know, there's like a piece of cardboard in it that keeps them pressed all against each other. So they're staying flush. Nice. (laughs) And then the ideas. Think of how much business I'm going to get. Think Think of how many contacts I'm going to make. You know, and then there's even the selfish side. Man, maybe, maybe I won't just make professional contacts. Maybe this will, I'll hand this to the right person and I'll, I'll get laid out of it. Who knows, right? I'm sure people think that way. So that's the inception, humans. That's, this is the what could happen phase in the life of a business card. All, all upside, all potential energy. And then humans, there's just the the grim reality. A couple at a time go into the wallet. You know, I happen to carry a, a bifold that I keep in my back pocket. Some people that find themselves carrying a purse maybe have like a bigger wallet. But they all have places for business cards and credit cards and insurance cards. SAG cards, you know. Driver's licenses. Uh, so you put, what do you put, two or three? You put two or three business cards in your wallet. And you're like, yeah, I'll hand these out just in case. And then if you have a big meeting, you're like, oh, you know what? I know I've got those business cards in my wallet, but let me drop another one in the breast pocket of my Oxford here. Be easy to quickly hand out and it'll look cool coming out of my Oxford. But what happens to those two or three business cards in the wallet? You know, maybe one gets handed out, but they get, they lose the flushness. They get sat on a million times. Other things get crammed in behind them or in front of them. They get a little wacky looking. They, the cardstock, it's a little divot or a crease. And then what happens? They, do they get cycled back out? You know, what happens to those two or three? Maybe one gets handed out. Of course, you go to your hometown. You're like, check it out. I got a business card. So, okay, that goes somewhere. But no one's going to. That's not a contact. No one's dialing the number. No one's typing in the email address when you hand that to someone in your hometown for like, hey, check it out. I got a business card. So that's a short life for that that particular business card. And then you've got, 
You got the ones in the wallet. And maybe short life's, I mean, I guess they could live a long life because they'll sit on a shelf somewhere or something, but they didn't, they didn't fulfill their potential. And the wallet ones maybe get cycled out, new ones go in, they rarely come out and go to the place they want. But then let's say, let's say, let's glasses half full it. You bring a box, you put a stack, you go to a trade show, you go to some kind of a thing where you're going to meet people. You hand them out, you hand them out. Of course, those same people are handing you theirs. And that's that power struggle, right? That's like that thing. Like, oh, it never belonged to a club that would have me as a member. It's like, oh, well, anytime I've been to a networking thing, I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything to offer these people. I'm not looking to meet other actors. I'm not looking to meet other comedians, other artists. I <laughs> I'm looking to meet someone that's going to take me to the next level. But people are somehow thinking I'm going to do that to them, giving me their crap. And I'm like, you know, I give them my crap back. <laughs> this is the few networking type events I've been to. humans. And then it's like, well, I'm just, I'm dissatisfied because I know I got something I didn't want. And I know these, this person I've given it to is, you know, if they're giving me their stuff, then there, there's nothing they can do for me. Those are more business cards. They're just, they're not going to fulfill their potential. They may not, they're probably not going to make it home from that trade show. Just like those peoples aren't maybe going to make it home from that trade show for me. Or if they make it into my home, God knows what pile they go to and they never get looked at again. So those are the lives of those business cards. All right, humans. That's a lot of, I know that I said that would be glasses half full, but that was, that was all pretty glasses half empty. Let's talk about a business card that makes it into welcoming hands. A piece of paper, what, like three and a half inches by two inches or something? Makes it into welcoming hands. Hands that are glad they have this business card. Then what happens to it? In the old days, that would go into some cool Rolodex. Or that would go into some cool, like, file, miniature file thing that would be on a desk. And then they're arranged alphabetically. And then it's like, oh, let me look through my business cards. And then, then your business card has a life. Of course, I'm talking about the past, but those business cards had a life. Now, the color you picked out, the little design, the back, the whatever, now it's relevant because it's sticking out again and again in a Rolodex, in a cool little file system. It's like, pick me, pick me. That's not what happens these days, humans. A business card someone is glad they've received Goes into an Excel spreadsheet. It's just like, let me get this information off of this stupid piece of paper. Now, you know me, humans. I'm old school. I like cast iron. I like paper. I like tactile things. But the fact of the matter is, let me get the information off of this stupid piece of paper and get it into the computer where now I can just copy and paste it and I don't ever have to really interact with this this dumb piece of paper again. 
And I'm guessing eight times out of 10, that business card that was gladly received goes into the hands of an assistant. And then the assistant takes the information, digitizes it, takes it from the piece of paper, puts it into an Excel spreadsheet, and then that business card is done. Now it's served its purpose. It's now become a contact. It's in what is now a Rolodex. But it's just a drab, boring Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheet. It's And there's the lonely business card. It served its purpose, you know. It's like a bee that's pollinated something. But then it's just dead. It's just, it doesn't sit on a desk and become like a glad thing. Like, oh, yeah, my buddy Harvey, let's give him a call. Let me just check through here. No. That's it. And what really makes me laugh, humans, is the only important thing on a business card anymore is the email address. The rest is pretty meaningless. So when you decide, or when someone decides, they're going to put their direct line and their cell phone number, and God only knows whatever stupid phone numbers they have on their business card, it's like, who's that for? Because you're going to get email. And it's certainly not for the person that received it. It's like the only person that's ever going to interact with a phone number on a business card is the assistant who's been given the business card to put it into an Excel spreadsheet. And there's a section for the name. That's important. There's a section for the email address. That's important. And, you know, company and title, whatever. But then at the back of the list is the phone number. And I just have to laugh. Because that phone number gets typed by some assistant into a spreadsheet. And that's the only time that phone phone number will ever be interacted with. Ever. (laughs) And it just makes me laugh, humans. It just makes me laugh. Um... Because if you get a business card from someone, the next thing you're going to do is be emailing with them. And if a phone call takes place, if you if you progress to a level of a phone call, or even if you eventually become friends with this business contact, you're going to exchange numbers in some other way, either over email or like at some dinner or what have you, or lunch. But the phone number on the business card, the only thing that is, is busy work for assistance to put it into some cell that says, and I'm using, you know, C-E-L-L, some cell, but not like cell phone, but some cell in Excel that's like, oh, put the phone number here. And it's just like, oh, there's that phone number. I mean, is there a world? Can someone come up with some kind of a... um, how much manpower humans has lost by assistants putting the phone numbers from business cards into Excel spreadsheets when they digitize a business card? I've gotten off on a tangent, of course, but the sad business card, you know, then that's it. That's it. Like, it's a short life. And it is. It's almost like a sperm, you know. There's a bunch of sperm and semen that go into... A woman. And only one gets to fertilize the egg. 
There's so many business cards in a box. Some go into the wallet, get crushed. Some go into the front pocket of an Oxford and then go through the wash. Or then you realize after wearing the shirt three times later that that business card's all creased. Some get handed out to people that never want them. Many get handed out to people that never want them. Some get handed to someone that's already got your email address. It's like, hey, thanks so much for stopping by. I know that we um, scheduled this meeting over email, but here's my business card. (laughs) So many business cards don't get to fulfill their purpose, don't get to pollinate. And yet, even when they do, the sad, sad, short life is in there useless. They're worthless. They're done. That splashiness makes but one splash. I can only imagine the fun of the old days flipping through. Oh, look at all these business cards. It's probably fun to call people and look through the Rolodex. And then to think... My cool-looking business card is on this many people's desk. Not anymore. Best case is it gets turned into a couple of lines on Google Sheets on Excel. (laughs) Before it gets folded in half and tossed into a bin or a waste paper basket. Choose Choose your own adventure there, humans. But isn't it a little like the Giving Tree? Isn't it a little Shell Silverstein-esque humans? <clears throat> well, I thought we'd enjoy a little anecdote about the life of a business card. So humans, thank you for being with me on that. And if you have anything to add to the life of a business card, if you've received one, if you have them, if you experience this, please let us know. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. You know what to do. Record into the voice memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button and then share that voice memo with that email address. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. So humans, I think I mentioned recently that like it seems like modern game shows try to look like modern slot machines. Like this snake oil show, it just, all of the graphics just make it look like modern slot machines. It kind of like have, have like an adventure angle to them or something. I don't really play the slots. I I think it's fun to walk through them when I'm going to table games or to go get a drink when I'm at a casinos at casinos. <clears throat> but what I've what I've heard is is that like the dopamine bursts and things that we get from gambling, you can get it from just playing games with like pizzazz. And life to them as well, even without the gambling aspect. And I think that's what these stupid, like, farmer games are and these bingo games that are like, you know, people play loudly sometimes on trains or buses. And it just blows my mind that an actress like Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, is on, you know, Movies, television, of course, all these Sex in the City, various things. And then it's like on a commercial now for like one of these mind-numbing iPhone games that I feel like are for like 60-year-old people. 
and it makes me sad one because I feel like you know maybe those people would have done like word searches like with a piece of paper before like a nice pencil and a little book and just doing a word search while they sit out in the sun or something in Florida and now it's just these mindless weird iPhone games app games but it's just bizarre to me that like such a major celebrity and actress would do like such a cheap looking ad i mean I've, I've, it's all about the money i suppose but it's just weird and it also is there no social responsibility for just rotting someone's brain and then humans it happened again yesterday three times over I saw Drew Barrymore in some ad for some bingo game where she's like supposed to be sitting at the table with like whoever the president is in this commercial. She makes a joke about being the leader of the free world or something. She's wearing a beret, but it's to promote like an, you know, an app bingo game, you know, that makes stupid sounds and has coins that go everywhere and things. It's just, it blows my mind. And I was like, this person's wanting to be taken seriously, like as a daytime. I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty big mouthful, isn't it, humans? Wanting to be taken seriously as a daytime talk show host. <laughs> well, there's your problem right there, Sid. You're asking a little too much. But this person's, I, I suppose, a little bit wanting to be taken seriously as a daytime talk show host. And yet they're willing to, like, do an ad for, again, a game that, like, rots your brain. I, mean, I know I stream a lot of television, and I watch a lot of television. And I don't think of myself as a couch potato, even though I kind of am. And there must be, you know, I feel good about myself after watching three games, you know, nine hours of football. But I would feel bad about myself if I streamed an entire se uh, season of a show. So I've got my own issues, humans. But I mean, to be playing one of these games, it just seems sad. And then to be promoting it. I mean, do you want to get someone hooked on some piece of crap like that? I don't know. Shame on them, humans. Shame on SJP. Shame on DB. From the little girl in E.T. to promoting this bingo game. <clears throat> don't mind the cough humans just getting over pneumonia well humans it's been great to have you back thank you for listening please let me know what you think about the life of a business card have you interacted with business cards lately do you play one of these iPhone games <laughs> do you think there's a story written on a piece of confetti let me know well we all know this is coming. It happens every year. We've got a week off. Then there's the Super Bowl. And then there's just that sports dead zone until March Madness. But we're going to get through it. Have a great weekend. This is a little practice for what's to come. And uh, we'll see you right back here next Friday, humans. Peace and love. Peace and love.